five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh with WDMA, searching the world for marketing and direct mail news every day. Glad you're with us. Okay, let's get over to the news. We're going to talk about back to school a little bit. This is from George ASDA, which I believe is a retailer in the UK. Just shows you when we search the world, we, you know, it, we look even more silly sometimes. But here we go. I like this, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Look who's back. It's your new school, yeah? Yeah, here's a message about new school gear. Uniform for the people. Only show when you should. You can show look good. School's for everyone. I go all day if I could. Reinforced knees, making mum go Please. Uniform for the people Last so long, I need a light body Uniform for the people, uniform for me Let's go Uniform for the people, uniform for me Okay, and I'm not exactly sure about the About the, <laughs> the sort of the genre of it But uh, what did I like? I liked the reinforced knees, right? Um, George sticks to the beat with fresh back-to-school rap. There's a money gun. You might have missed it, but the kid way up high is shooting what it says value with with a, a money sign. I think it's actually a dollar sign. You know, there's a, a background track saying, only spend what you should. You can still look good. The part I liked was the reinforced knees in the pants because my mom used to always love if we got reinforced knees in our jeans and stuff because we were always busting through the knees. Another article, this was this one was from John Glenday at the drum, but another article um, says that inflation's impact on back to school shopping is important. So if you're doing you know if you're doing back to school, thirty six percent of of parents say no problem uh, paying extra, but that's down something like nineteen percent from last year. So it was 40, 45%. No, no, 55% last year said no problem. So it's gotten to be more of a problem. And uh, the average parent expects to, to spend $661 per child. Um, <laughs> I told my wife, she said, I didn't spend that for all four of them put together. Well, yes, you were a little more creative. And it says that some of the parents are getting more creative and um shopped on prime and uh no i don't think yeah i don't know if you can do that or not you can send me one later but i did see it so thanks joe um so now they're going back to in-person schooling and not doing the homeschool so it's more likely that they need better outfits okay so now the next uh, article this is one of the best articles i've read ever uh, from Mike Gunderson, what digital marketers should know about direct mail, and it, it it's got some points that almost nobody makes. And so Mike has uh, is the founder of Gunderson Direct out in the Bay Area and San Francisco area, and um, he says since I founded Gunderson Direct roughly 20 years ago, I've defended direct mail. To digital marketers yeah amen I know I've been in that battle literally for for my entire career you know because everybody says well we could do this or we could do that you know but ever since the internet came along um, we've had to defend against the digital and I think finally 
the evidence is in that it's not really uh, the digital is not all that it was promised and not as effective and now much much more expensive expensive so first off mail has unique targeting capabilities are you worried about cookies or IP identification issues a physical address is the most reliable contact information for prospecting why well one big reason is that the house chooses the occupant I learned that from Vic Hunter you know when you're looking for a house there's a narrow range of what you can you know what you both want and can afford it, it you know there may be hundreds but it narrows down fairly quickly and and the when someone moves out of a house someone with a similar with similar profile often moves in so so even if the physical address is from an old customer base I'm working with a retailer in Chicago right now and they have tens of thousands of old names and I explained to them that these old names even though they may not know your company at all are still in the vicinity of your store and still are likely to have an affinity for for well done decor which is what what, what the retailer is about and so I also said and this is the next point Mike makes direct mail data sets are appended with thousands of attributes both demographic and behavioral I explained to the retailer that that mailers contribute their recent buyers to cooperative databases and so we can actually append to your names that you have the physical address we can append their buying activity whether they're likely to buy in a remote channel like mail or like online uh, or more likely to buy on retail we can even we can even you know take we can test it both ways and so uh, and so there's a tremendous value in the physical address that people in digital don't don't understand at all okay uh, and not only that but uh, but you can constantly improve your performance because you can use AI and machine learning why Mike didn't get into this but we're just going to touch on it a second the reason that you can do machine learning machine learning requires a labeled data set on my message system I had to log in again today I never know why but some days it makes me log in and it always puts up the captcha where's the fighter hydrant where are the cars you know etc and uh, and people think that's to prove you're human no that's to prove where it, that's to create a label data set they then send that data the fire hydrant pictures and the non fire hydrant pictures every picture on there is then categorized fire hydrant or non fire hydrant so even though one might be a vista you know if there's no fire hydrant in there then uh, we can tell that to the machine to the machine when we're teaching it to look for fire hydrants okay it's a labeled data set now digital has a big problem because they don't know who saw the ad and they don't know even of those who who saw the ad who was paying attention what mail has is a high enough level of engagement that we can actually 
that we can actually see that the uh, that the people that engaged with our mailing piece and didn't buy. So we have the non-buyers. It's like the pictures in that CAPTCHA that are not fire hydrants. And that differential gives us a picture of what variables matter most in the machine learning algorithm. That's why I've been able to do machine learning with mail when Gartner Group says 90% roughly of, of machine learning and AI projects fail. They never even get to ROI. So mail gives you unique targeting abilities. Mike touched on it. Uh, I wanted to add a little bit to that, okay? And not only that, but we'll talk a little more in the article about you also have the ability to test lists. Now, he doesn't mention, but there are, there are a wide variety of contextual lists also based on the purchases that someone made. So you might have, you might have a, a, you know, like a, a frame store. Well, you may not be able to buy people who bought framing, but you might be able to buy people who bought decor items from, say, a Wayfarer or furniture items from a Williams-Sonoma. Now, a lot of times you have to trade lists. You can only rent what you can also let them try and test. But that contextual setting of mail is often way better than the third-party cookie data that you think you've been using. And not only that, but we can easily, and this, is, this was the main thing we always tested uh, when I started learning direct mail, we always tested the mailing lists because there can be a dramatic difference in the, in the source of the list. Even though you look at the two lists, you look at the names, you look at the information that you hear from, it, it seems like they both would be the same performance, but they can be 30, 40% difference in performance. So mail has not only targeting abilities, but it, it lets the market tell you which lists resonated with your offer most effectively. And, and then it becomes continual learning and continual improvement. Okay, you can go bigger and cheaper. This is one nobody mentions, but direct the direct mail industry rewards companies that, that scale. Your cost per lead, your cost per order often go down as, especially if you're testing from, the, from day one, it often can go down as you scale up. Whereas in, in, me, in digital, as you scale up and you find what you're really looking for, now you have to pay more and more and more because the co competitors are also seeing what you're, what you're buying on, uh, on your pay-per-click, et cetera, and they're going to compete with you. And so the more you scale, the more expensive it gets in digital. Okay. Omnichannel, um, you know, there's, there's way interesting things. USPS has informed delivery. People sign up for that so that they can not only can they see what's coming in the mail, but they can also click on response devices right off their phone. Looking at their mail, they can respond to your mailing. You can put a four color, not just the scan of what the USPS puts in. And so there's a lot of things that you can do in digital. You can also upload your mailing list. Uh, to digital ad, to uh, Google Ad Network, not many many people do it. You know, it's it's more expensive than just putting banner ads up. But you can put a banner ad on the same on the phone. Um, the USPS also has 
uh, free uh, informed visibility, which tells you when the mailing piece is hitting at the household. And so you can then email them right, right concurrently with that. So, you know, Mike wasn't trying to get into all this, but there's a lot of things you can do with Omnichannel uh, to alert the consumer that uh, something valuable is coming. Direct mail stands out. You might see 10,000 ads a day, but you know, you can always, I mean, I remember yesterday we got mail from American Family and we also got, um, we got one of the health magazines that my wife subscribes to, you know, here at the office. And so I remember the mail. I don't remember a single digital ad that I can think of. Um, I did get an SMS about solar power uh, because I clicked on something. But anyway, so direct mail consumption takes place away from the screen and can be reviewed at the prospect's leisure. It makes an impression even when people aren't interested. They still have to deal with it. The, 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 the physicality of it means that you interact with it. Supposedly, your brain has 10 times more neural receptors for touch than for sight. And so there's a, there's a definite boost in engagement. How do you get started? The first is know your testing goals and your data set. Unbelievably excellent. Good point, Mike. First, do you have any names, right? And what can we learn from those names so that we can, we can learn from the customers oftentimes and then prospect? So a first step is often triggered mailings designed to move prospects down the sale funnel. So you say, okay, well, we got pay-per-click. The person comes to our website or we have a TV commercial. People come to the website. But uh, the LoveSec case... You know, one of their biggest breakthroughs was uh, working with uh, with Brian Dillette over at LS Direct for triggered mail so that when people visited, they were spending a lot of money to drive people to the website, but the website wasn't converting that well and it wasn't getting people to the stores. And so then when they put in that extra piece of inviting people to the stores, that, that leveraged their mass media and uh and leverage their website and leverage their stores and it all multiplied and that and growth just took off so triggered mailings can be a great way to start uh and uh, you can begin by just collecting the visitors uh information and there there usually is a, a step that you have to go through to match the visitors with a, a mail database to get their physical address again you know mike probably had a word limit on this thing anyway okay the next thing would be win back and activation so you can take your older names and this is where segmentation comes in where scoring of your customer behavior and geodemographics and some of that modeling can really be a help especially if you have more than a hundred thousand names you can really really learn fast if you can if you have more names and you can and you can uh, and you can quantify the results Okay. Um, if you only have emails, you can reverse append. My experience, though, has been that the match rate is fairly low on that. Uh, Mike may have something else to say. Um, but when you're do going toward the prospect database or toward the prospecting, you really want to emphasize testing the list sources. You want to use a variety of list sources. I know a lot of direct mail people these days, a lot of the kids, they just go to the obvious uh big list source that has all the data appended. But oftentimes, 
that stuff is not as accurate as you think. It, much better usually to have at least some what we call response lists in there where someone actually responded and made a decision based on the mailing, mailing piece. It gives you a different sort of person who can make a decision rather than someone who's searching around on the internet uh, and, and never comes back. Okay, offers. Direct mail is very offer driven. Again, a great way to test QR codes, call to action, make it visible. Don't bury the QR code in an image and, and, and assume you can teach the, the, <laughs> the prospect that this image has more information than that. Um, focus on content that, that, that triggers response. Excellent stuff. I should also add that Mike references an ANA study, which I did include right here. Here's a, a, a story about it. And there's another study, which I also included, which I'll upload, is direct mail advertising effective. It was done in conjunction with Temple University uh, just this January. So uh, two studies, I'll upload those to WDMA.org. You can get them as soon as the show is over, pretty much, because I put all my marked up stuff in here. Um, don't forget that you can that that you can test alternative approaches, alternative offers, and alternative lists. Usually, you can do a two-dimensional matrix where you can test both at the same time if you work with a professional that's used to doing that. Okay, and last is the manufacturing process. It does take time. Mail takes time, but it gives you a level of knowledge that other media does not give which is why the Land's Ends and the L.L. Beans have continued to grow in the midst of all of the other media and issues and Internet because they, they test and they test and they, and they get a level of knowledge that then can be leveraged into digital. Okay? So we typically wait 30 days after delivery for a top-line response review and up to 90 days to look at the long tail and you know frankly when I've tested response curves I've seen bumps a year later in business to business especially so there's Mike reach out to Mike Gunderson on LinkedIn and uh, you can also get his information here he is a big supporter of the WDMA so thank you for that Mike have a great day like and share your friends will know you're smart bye bye